You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Welcome to the B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange. This session is five roadblocks that will wreck ABM programs. This is a hot topic for me. I spent a ton of time on this over the last couple of years, and I'm, I'm definitely excited to be here talking to you about it today. So just a little bit about me before we get started. My name is Daniel Engelbretson, and I am a B2B marketing practitioner through and through. I spent the first 10 years of my career really focused on building demand generation organizations from the ground up, you know, straight out of school. I went to undergrad for, for marketing and economics. Straight out of school, I was building a demand generation team. And I did that across a couple of startups and then also a couple of large Fortune 500 manufacturers. You know, I, then I got my MBA in, in marketing and analytics as well. And in the last couple of years, um, I started uh, a business focused on helping businesses build and launch demand gen organizations with a pretty heavy emphasis on account-based marketing. So a couple of colleagues and I started that up. And, and here I am today where I spend the vast majority of my time building ABM uh, organizations. So just to jump in, I like to start by defining account-based marketing. And there's a ton of different uh, definitions out there, but I, I'm a fan of this one. So account-based marketing is a strategic approach that coordinates personalized marketing and sales efforts to open doors and deepen engagement at specific accounts. So I like this one because it peels a couple of things back pretty well. One is strategic. And I think uh, one of the points I like to make when you're thinking about account-based marketing is it's not really a tactic or a program or a campaign it is definitely a strategic approach and you are shifting the way your business is going to go to market using the account-based approach. And the second piece here is personalized. And I think when you really get after ABM and ABM at scale, it is really about relevancy or personalization. And it is about how do you make your marketing as relevant as possible at scale? Then bumping over to marketing and sales, I think while it's called account-based marketing, it is very much an, a cross-functional thing and it requires a lot of alignment across the organization to be thinking critically about, well, who am, am I targeting and why? Why are we targeting them? And then bumping over to uh, open doors and deepen engagement, a lot of times you think about account base as a net new acquisition strategy, but it is also very much engaging your existing customers, whether you've got a retention play or even if you just want to call, call it what I call a... Uh, customer love program, you know, but there's a lot of opportunity both with existing customers and net new customers. But ultimately, you might be asking yourself, well, why ABM? And, you know, you, you probably came to this uh, session for a reason. And part of that is because either you're thinking about launching an ABM program, or maybe you've already launched an ABM program and you're having some problems with it. But ultimately, or maybe you, you have an excellent ABM program and you just, you just want to get another perspective. But ultimately, uh, I think there's kind of four real categories of reasons of why, why ABM. And the first is ROI. 
most marketers will tell you and most of the research will tell you the ROI on an ABM program is substantially higher than any other approach. The second category is around win rate. Most of the research and a lot of the marketers will tell you that when you run an ABM program, the leads that you generate or the deals that your opportunities you generate into the pipeline, they close at a substantially higher rate. The third category being costs. Not everybody's mind jumps to cost when you think ABM, but the reality is that at scale, your cost per acquisition does go down quite a bit. And Forrester says 40%. You know, and the fourth category is velocity. A lot of people jump in on ABM or reading about ABM, and you read a lot about velocity. Well, that kind of breaks into two things. The first is the speed at which you build your pipeline. And the second is the speed at which you close that pipeline. And this stat is about building the pipeline, but there's tons of stats about closing the pipeline as well. So ultimately, better ROI, better win rates, better costs, and better velocity. So when you really want to sum it up, it's about efficient demand generation or efficient marketing. So how did we get here? How did, how, how did ABM become a thing and why is it so popular? And I think if you've been around demand generation a long time, you know, a lot of people will tell you, well, ABM is nothing new. ABM's, a, ABM is just good marketing. And I don't disagree with that per se, but there are definitely some very stark contrasts between a traditional demand gen and an account-based program. And one of the ways that I like to demonstrate that or illustrate that is through this idea that it is very possible to generate a very well executed a demand generation campaign and not actually get any business from it. And, and, and I, in my own experience, I can think back on at least one campaign where we built and launched this campaign and generated a ton of highly qualified leads over to the sales team. But in this particular one I got in mind, the sales team literally didn't call any of them. And they didn't call any of them because it wasn't their priority. It was end of quarter. They had a different quarter they were trying to hit. And, and that type of lead with that type of business was just not what they were after in that quarter. And that demonstrates a pretty fundamental lack of alignment between sales and marketing. And, you know, that was a lesson, a hard lesson to learn, I think, back in 2012 or 13. And I, but I think, you know, even if you haven't had that kind of an experience, one that we can all relate to is your website. So if you think back on the last 100 leads that came through on your website, the last 100 form fills that came in on your website, what percentage of those form fills were leads, actual leads? And what percentage of those were leads that your sales team actually wanted? And I'm not saying the inbound leads aren't good or the inbound strategy is not good. I'm just saying traditional demand gen has that type of inefficiency in it. You're going to collect leads that aren't as important or aren't important at all to your sales team. And in account-based marketing, what has happened is the technology that's available and the data that's available has made it such that you can dedicate 100% of your time and energy and money in only generating leads that your sales team wants in the first place. So that's a very significant difference in how the two approaches work. And that's really a lot of the, the kind of fundamental uh, impetus behind uh, account-based marketing. So to sum it all up and kind of cue, uh, tee up the next section of this uh, presentation, the way I think about account-based marketing in the most simple terms is saying the right thing to the right person at the right time. And if you were able to put all of your energy and all your money and all your time into only saying the right thing to only the right people at only the right time, what would that do? 
well, that would probably have you spend less money and generate more for it. And that's, that is ultimately what you're trying to do with ABM. But it is very much predicated on having a strong value proposition that you understand and that your audience understands. So assuming that you have a strong value proposition that you understand and you understand which audience cares about that value proposition, the fundamentals of ABM are universal. You know, and, and a lot of times I'll hear somebody say, you know, ABM is not for me or ABM is not for my business or, or should I really be doing ABM because of XYZ or I tried ABM and it didn't work. And that always kind of throws me off. And I think it comes from this idea that ABM is somehow a technology solution. And while technology is a certain part of it, ABM is not a technology solution. It is an approach. It is, it is how you choose to design and execute your marketing efforts and, your, and in many ways, your sales efforts. And so if, if the idea of saying the right thing to the right person at the right time at scale resonates with you, well, then ABM resonates with you. And I would argue there is no business to business business on the planet that, that that is not a universal truth for you know, saying the right thing to the right person at the right time at scale. So that is really the foundation of account-based marketing. So as you're doing that, the first roadblock is really, well, who is the right person that I should be saying it to and, and finding that right person. And that is a collaboration roadblock. And so right out the gate, it is not possible for your marketing team to decide who the best fit accounts are to target by themselves, just like it's not possible for your sales team to decide by themselves what makes an account the best fit account. And there's different, I, I think that balance kind of ebbs and flows depending on how mature your business is or how long you've been in market. But at the end of the day, to get the most complete view into who you should be targeting and why you should be targeting them, that is a collaborative effort. Because you're trying to answer the question of what kinds of deals do I want more of and how many of them do I want? And you might say, well, you know what? I want as many deals as I can get. But the reality is you don't. You don't want as many deals as you get because if marketing gave you 100% of your market tomorrow, you would not be able to, you would not be able to execute on that. And that is a real problem in, in, in scaled up demand generation is that marketing can outpace the sales team's ability to receive and act on leads. So uh, there's definitely a collaboration that goes into balancing who are we going to target, why are we going to target, and how many and how fast are we going to do that targeting. So to get after that, there's this process uh, uh, that is widely referred to as the ideal customer profile or the ICP. And, And I think that sometimes or you might be driven to, do, to build an ICP, like one ICP and then get started. But the reality is that the ICP changes over time and that it's very hard to define the ICP right out the gate on the first pass. And so that's why I put up here that the CEO needs to bless the partnership. And that's obviously a pretty big statement. And the reason for that is because your sales team, your marketing team, they might be willing to sit down now and talk through it. Or maybe maybe you don't need anybody at the top uh, talking to anybody into that conversation. But what will happen or what can happen is that you'll start executing your ABM program. And you'll be two or three months in. And, and if, you, if things aren't going flawlessly or the campaign's not executing what you thought it was going to be, you, various business partners, commonly sales, are going to burn out on participating in that conversation because they're not seeing the results. 
And the reality is that you cannot get the results of an account-based program. You can't get full productivity of an account-based program in 90 days. And so you really need to have the buy-in at the top that, that I don't know if forces is the right word, but strongly encourages a long-term, you know, long-term being, you know, six, eight, nine, 10 months of, of the sales and marketing team working together and continuously providing feedback on who is the ideal customer profile and what makes it the ideal customer profile and how well are the programs in place executing against that and what have we learned and how do we want to change it? Because at its core, the first roadblock of collaboration, the ideal customer profile is 100% crucial for the execution of the campaign and you've got to be collaborating on it right out the gate. The second is what I call collaborative, the cognitive overhead. And really, now, you're, now that you know who you're going to engage, it's what are you going to say to them now that you're engaging? And, and ABM is really built on relevant conversation with prospects at scale. So how do you make sure that what you're saying to the prospect or to the account is the right thing? And to do that, you really have to have a pretty good understanding of your buyer's journey. And I think, and kind of part of that is, understanding that that there's there's very often more than one person at the account that you're engaging with to to or, or that has to be engaged to ultimately make the buying decision so let's say maybe you're used to engaging the head of IT but also the purchasing people have to be involved or the compliance people have to be involved or maybe there's infosec or something that has to be involved and so knowing what you have to say to the account and how that's role nuanced is super important when you're collaborating on, on the content that you're then going to go create to execute the campaign. And it's very important that you don't do that in a vacuum. So as you're building this collaboration with your team and you're planning out how you're going to engage and what you're going to say, it's very important to be doing that in a cross-functional way. So you, you need to have documented your value proposition and you need to have documented how you're positioned and how that value proposition is positioned across the, the markets that you're trying to engage with. And, and that seems like a pretty obvious thing, but it's, um, it's, it's pretty common that the business won't have actually written down what the positioning is for the product and how that's nuanced from role to role through some kind of persona, personification of the, of the value prop. So I think once you have kind of uh, thought through what that positioning is and who you're trying to target, the, the real roadblock that comes, that comes to fruition here is launching the campaign without actually having everything that you need to say ready to be said. A lot of times I'll see marketers launch the program, program and they'll just have like an awareness piece of content or an education piece of content or whatever the case, but they won't have, a buy, they won't have content to support the buyer journey from end to end. And that, that creates a lot of problems because as you're trying to find the people who are just becoming aware of the problems that they have and you're trying to educate them on how to solve those problems. And then you're trying to help them build preference for solving those problems with your brand. And then as, as they're building preference for your brand, you're trying to pull them through the buying process and get them to express some intent to buy and ultimately buy your product. As you're doing that, you can't stall out in the middle of your campaign and not have something ready to go or not have the story ready to be told, you know, what, whether that's through collaborative uh, assets or whether that's through scripts with your BDRs or whether that's in the sales process itself. 
you know, so so launching a program without thinking through the collaborative or the cognitive overhead of what is that journey and how is that nuanced along the way is it, it can really it can really kill your program or or at worst or at best slow it down dramatically while you're trying to catch up. So as you're doing that, it's really important to note that you can't do it for just one role. You have to be thinking about the entire way that an account makes a decision and the people who are involved in making those decisions as you're thinking through the content and the journey that you want to pull this account down. So moving off of that into Roblox 3, well, now you know who you're going to target and now you've thought critically about what you're going to say. There's a lot of importance of understanding how big is the, the target, how much impact is this campaign going to have on your business? And it's really hard to understand how much content should I create? What tactics should I launch? What technology should be in my mix? If you don't know what kind of impact you're expecting to get from the campaign. And in the context of an account-based program, you can't understand the impact if you don't know how big the audience is. And so one of the biggest roadblocks that I'll see is that marketers will launch a campaign and they won't have an understanding of how big the audience is. And they won't be able to set expectations on the front end of what is this campaign gonna deliver. And so I think really what you're trying to understand or or facilitate is you wanna balance relevancy of your program, your messaging and your tactics with impact on the business. But as as you're kind of scaling up that relevancy, there's a lot of cost incurred So to be able to do that, this is the roadblock, you need to start out by understanding how big is my total addressable market and like how many accounts in the world make up my total addressable market and what percentage of that is my ideal customer profile and who am I going to then go engage within that ideal customer profile? Because as you have those numbers, you can then level set kind of like on the calculator on the right with different attrition points on the funnel. And, and try to come up with a logical estimation of, well, how much revenue impact is this campaign really going to have? And if you're not seeing the right level of revenue impact, then you can also be thinking about, well, do I need to pour more accounts in or do I need to improve my attrition rates and what kind of things do I need to do that? So there's a ton of critical thinking that is happening on the back of understanding how big is the audience. And that's a massive roadblock. If you don't know that coming in, you can't set expectations for how this campaign should go or what this campaign should even be. So now that you understand what you're trying to achieve or who you're going to target, what you're going to say and what you're trying to achieve comes down to executing. And that is basically putting the message in front of the people who you want to engage, you know, putting that right message in front of them. So how do you do that? And there's really two categories of roadblocks I see the most. The first is technology. The second is change management. On the technology side, I kind of see this go two ways. And and a lot of times I think this stems from this belief that ABM is a technology category and not an approach. And while ABM definitely needs technology, the, the, the technology that you are buying or to support it or installing to support it it, it, it is very important that you kind of ride the balance of, of cost with benefit to the program. And so often I'll see this go two ways. One is it'll just never start. A marketer will never start the ABM program or, or approach because they believe they need to go buy all this expensive technology. And they don't have the budget and they just can't get it started or they can't get the buy-in. 
And the other is kind of the opposite. They'll overkill it. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll go out and they'll buy everything in the stack and launch the program end to end with everything in the stack. And what happens when you do that is you've got a pacing problem. You either are never starting because you don't have the tech or you jump in too hard and you're going too fast on all the tech. And what you're trying to do is start generating results for your business that give you the data to understand the difference between traditional execution and account-based execution. And you can get all the way down to a specific tactic. Maybe you just start changing the way you fire off your emails. Or another, a great illustration of this, how you fire off uh, webinar campaigns. Maybe traditionally you hit the broad audience. And instead, now that you're thinking about account-based, you run a campaign that only targets ICP customers. And you start to measure the difference between when you target everybody and when you target ICP customers. And wherever you can do that, whether that's with your outbound emails or with calling or with webinars, wherever you can start to do that and collect that data, then you try, you're trying to ride the line in between that of how much technology you're buying to facilitate that. And maybe in the beginning, you don't need any technology to do that because you already have a market automation or whatever the case. But I think the roadblock here, the, this half of the roadblock is, is the importance of knowing the technology requirements to do that and not over-investing so much that you're bogging yourself down with all this tech before you can even get started. The second half of this execution roadblock is change management. There's so much nuance to the, to the output generated by a demand generation campaign versus the output generated by a ABM campaign. And in a traditional demand gen, you've got things like form fills, or, or, or at least you have a specific person's name, and maybe, they, maybe they've raised their hand either through a, a passive lead score or an active filling out of form. Now you're kind of tossing that one through a qualification process and on down to sales. Well, an account-based is not that cut and dry. An account-based, you are trying to engage the account before you know the specific person at the account. You might know the role, but you don't know the person. And you're trying to engage that person and siphon them off in the buying journey before that person would have ever engaged with a traditional demand tactic. And so to do that, you're looking at different tactics. You're looking at different metrics. You're looking at different insights that you're sucking out from that program to be able to understand at the account level, how is the account engaging and what do you want to do with that engagement? So the roadblock here in the change management is number one, being able to even aggregate the uh, information at the account level, whether that's taking your existing lead scoring and rolling that up at account level, whether that's even having a view into the account, an account view, like what campaigns is this account involved in and what's the journey this account's taking, but being able to understand what story, what's the story of the account that you're engaging. And the second piece of it is then interpreting that story and taking action on it. And a lot, this is, this is a massive piece, a massive gap that a lot of ABM programs have is there's nobody in, in traditional marketing whose job it is to account by account interpret what's happening in that account and take, take sales action on that. But there's also nobody in sales whose job it is to go read through a bunch of marketing metrics and, and interpret what happened and then go take action on that. And that's why you have this new org structure it's, it's not as new in some verticals, but it's very new in other verticals where you have this BDR or SDR or ADR, but whatever the case, you've got this person who sits in between sales and marketing, receives the output of this campaign, interprets it, takes action on it, and cues up the opportunity for the sales team. 
So there's a ton of change management of being able to interpret and take action on that. And I think one thing that gets lost is that it can take a long time to build that maturity. And according to the serious decisions, it can take three years to build that maturity. That's why I go back to on the first piece or earlier in this where I was talking about, you know, how much time it takes and keeping the sales team bought in for a long enough period of time. It's just, you're not going to facilitate all that change overnight. And so there's a lot, you, you really have to jump in understanding what are the differences between the metrics? How do, does the organization understand the difference between what you're actually generating on the back? And do you have the staff in place that interpret on the back of that? So that takes me to my next roadblock, which is the fifth and final one, which is momentum. You know, the stat that I like to lead with on this one is 52% of ABM programs fail in year one. And if you read this study, I think there's something like 76% of them come back and win in the next year, but 52% of them fail in the first year. And the two most common reasons for this, I believe, are either starting too broad or not starting at all. And by starting too broad, what will happen is the marketer will have too much technology or they'll have too many targets or too many campaigns. Or, or, or too many different tactics they're trying to run, to run down. And all that noise is distracting from the ability to actually generate a holistic campaign from end to end. And so if you start too broad, you can lose sight of at what it actually takes to generate that initial point of awareness and pull them all the way through to a closed one deal at the other end. And it is more important to be able to facilitate that journey from end to end on a very small scale all the way through than to have big scale, like I've got these ads over here or this tactic over here or this program over here, because you really have to have that end-to-end holistic view to be able to pull your whole organization along with you. And the other piece of that is, is you know, not starting at all. I'll see a lot of marketers with the belief that they have to get that perfect. They have to have all the tech set up. They have to have all the tactics ready to go. They have to know exactly what they're going to go do before they get started. And the reality is that there's so much change in the account-based process that it is basically impossible to get it right on the first pass. So I think it's very important to recognize that it's a very iterative approach. So the the roadblock here is that if you start too broad or or, or you don't start at all or you get hung up, you can really you can really stall out your program and lose a lot of that momentum that you need. And it has a huge negative lasting impact on the ability to get ABM launched. So it is very important to start with a narrow approach that gets you end to end from initial point of awareness all the way to what did I actually turn over to sales and what did they do to it? And if you can't measure through those attrition points, which I think I had the, the, the funnel uh, a few slides back. If you can't measure through those attrition points all the way through, then you can't enfranchise everyone along the way to long enough and holistically enough to get the campaign off the ground. So why does it matter? I think while it's fun to talk about all the cool stuff that ABM can do, and it's fun to talk about all the impact it can have on your organization, all these fun stats and ROI and, 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 and velocity and all this great stuff, that is all great. But the reality is, and I think what's even more important is that the way that people buy and their fundamental expectations that your customers have is changing. And that is a result of how people live their daily lives, what they expect to get, you know, the, the real-time personalization, the relevancy of the messaging, the timeliness of the experience. 
And it's just part of the digital experience. And, and that is part of what you're trying to realize through ABM. And, and alongside that, there are a lot of rapidly changing privacy controls out there that are greatly changing how a marketer can even go to market and generate a lead. And that is, a, a, in a lot of ways, what your account-based marketing is starting to overcome. And then lastly, you know, take it from me, take it from a wide variety of industry practitioners. There's so much research and case study out there that really points the finger at ABM is the future. Some of these problems like, like privacy and relevancy that you're trying to solve, those problems are, are solved in the framework that is account-based marketing. And so what I would leave you with is that starting your ABM journey is as simple as sitting your sales team down with your marketing team and deciding on what you should do and then iterating as fast as possible. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.